Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. I'm Steph McSherry, I'm a mum of two, and I created Kinderama, which are multi-activity classes for kids age six and under, and I've been working for that age group for about 20 years. Hello, I'm Bethan O'Riordan, and I'm a psychotherapist and mum of three. I run the Camp Parenting Club, and I'm also the author of Your Self-Care Planner, How to Live a Balanced Life. So each week, Steph and I are going to be answering one of your parenting questions and coming up with some practical solutions to help ease the parenting load. If you'd like us to answer one of your questions, email us, themummind at gmail.com. And please, please, please don't forget to follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening to us on, because that helps us create even more amazing free content for you guys. It does. So this week is a great question. The question is, I feel like I've lost myself in motherhood. Oh, I know it resonates, doesn't it? Yeah. And especially, I think especially in my toddler years, I definitely felt like I actually went through complete burnout at one point, which I think was a result of completely losing myself in toddlerhood. I had one that was 18 months old and one that was about to be born and just was just not there is <laughs> completely it, exhausted is it okay to ask you about that I mean this is the yeah. first time I've ever heard this so I don't ah, to, you yeah. know and, and one thing I'm really conscious of with this podcast is is that we're both parents obviously but also there is a thing online of people oversharing you know and, and and I always say like some stuff I see or people's stories that makes me feel really uncomfortable because I wonder if that is safe um so Steph just to say only say what you want to and I know you're yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it unless I was willing to share it but yeah I was working a lot I was because of the way our jobs work I was kind of the the, the full-time parent as well as chief cook and bottle washer <laughs> and I, I don't think it was intentional I don't think uh, you, you know no, it was nobody's fault let's say it that way and I don't think I realized what was happening either but just the fact that I was just completely exhausted I was definitely not filling my cup in any way shape or form and just that you know that survival mode you're kind of getting up and functioning and doing everything but your head just isn't there and I remember going to see a counselor because um, I knew something wasn't right. And she said, you know, I, I think you're suffering from burnout. And she gave me this leaflet. It's a real medical thing, isn't it? Here's a leaflet, go and investigate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking at the checklist and I was like, oh my God, that's me. Yeah. And then having to go to my husband, you know, I'm on my knees here. But I was one of those people that was really good at, well, I think mums generally are really good at looking like everything's okay. When on the inside, you're kind of screaming for help a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the losing yourself is something around, I mean, because I guess losing yourself as a mom, it's so many things, isn't it? You know, but yes, burnout. Absolutely. And do you think it's burnout from, as you said, not filling your own cup? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of everything at that time. You know, work had its commitments because I was running my own business and teaching. So, you know, the days were very condensed. So if I was out teaching, then my 18-month-old was going to a childminder, but only for a certain number of hours. And then I was having to get that teaching work done, get her, come back. But I was pregnant, so I was tired. And 
you know, coming to terms with all of that at the same time. And yet yeah. not, it was not long after that I discovered yoga. That was my first kind of period of actually going and doing something for myself, mindfully switching off, mindfully being in a place and not worrying about anyone. Mm. That was my first kind of road out of that. And I think up until that point, logistics had been why lots of stuff hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. And you know what it's like? We've talked about it here quite a few times. You don't go into these things going, well, this is the plan and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, there was no plan. So, yeah. you know, we were living one side of Cork. My husband was commuting out the far side. So he'd always get caught in traffic coming home. He had taken an hour and a half to commute through the city. So by the time he arrived home, it was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny, isn't it? Because I talk to lots of mums and I wonder if this was me in those toddler years as well was that it was really hard to enjoy it yeah on in some way I look back and I think of the good times but it was there was more times that it was just thinking and trying to get through and what next and like I remember I think I was a bit clever when I had not clever but experienced when I had my when I was pregnant on my middle child I quit work at seven months pregnant Okay. And I just sat on the sofa. I mean, I did other bits, you know, but I knew, oh, I need to be ready for this now. You know, but okay. I, I remember the first time trying to leave the house with two kids. It took me almost two hours. <laughs> almost. I, I mean, can you imagine? There was a weekend. <laughs> there was a weekend that my husband and I had decided we were going to go away. And the toddler was going to go to the grandparents. And the baby, who was two weeks, was going to come with us because I was feeding him. But I remember ringing my husband going, that's it, the weekend's off. I can't do it. I can't, I can't actually get out of the house. I think the toddler, <laughs> the toddler had had a poo accident. That was everywhere. Then there'd been a, like a punami nappy and, you know, there'd been full changes of clothes for all three of us. And I remember being on the bathroom floor, literally ringing, going, I can't, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't go. <laughs> yeah, I can't get out the bathroom, let alone go, let, <laughs> yeah. let, let go somewhere else. And it's incredible. You know, it, it, it's funny. I got interviewed by a journalist for the Irish Times. Uh, what day are we on today? Last week, asking about identity and motherhood. You know, and the question was, how do you not lose yourself as a mother? And um, she was a mom as well. So she said, I'd love to know what you've got to say about this. <laughs> yeah. How do you do this? <laughs> yeah. So what is the answer? And, you know, it's like you said then with that experience of just being in the bathroom, I'll just stay here indefinitely. You know, yeah. it, it's like you have to be able to in some way offset those experiences with something that makes you feel good. I mean, I feel that Marie Kondo has really um, monopolized the expression of what brings you joy, you know, but I think before the things that brought me joy were going to see my friends or going to do things or I'll watch my program now or, oh, I'm going to go for dinner. I'll buy this thing. All these things that you can't do when you're shot in a bathroom covered in poo. Do you know? And I think that's <laughs> half the problem. This was my experience anyway. The things that used to bring me joy before I had kids were just not possible while those ki the kids were in that early stage. You know, there was no wild weekends, you know, drinking and partying or whatever, because God, even if you had the opportunity, you didn't really feel like doing it. 
So it was finding new things that brought you a different kind of joy. Yeah. And being realistic about time. You know, yeah. this is this is the big thing. And also, and I mean, this is maybe the therapy part of it. I'm not sure if this equates to day to day living, but grieving the loss of the other part of you, you know, grieving the loss of freedom. And yes, aren't we incredibly lucky to have between us five beautiful, healthy, happy children, uh, you know, and that's that's amazing. But that does also come with the grief of the loss of who we were before. Yeah, you know, the loss of identity, the loss of freedom. And so, you know, for the people who feel like they're losing themselves, I think what's always possible to do is to do something that tunes into your senses. So in, oh, maybe this is two things I'm going to talk about now, but I'll roll with it. So I I talk a lot in the therapy world and in my self-care planner, all about micro moments. So micro moments are the parts of your day that absolutely um, totally deplete you. So you have to do something to balance that up again. You know, and unfortunately, it's not like I'm going to go for a massage immediately. You know, that that, yeah. that sounds amazing. But realistically, what can you do in those moments that will nourish you? And the really good thing is, is that our brains and our eyes and our minds and everything, we work in a sensory way, you know, hands up to anyone else who's got kids, who's got sensory stuff going on. We know this inside out. Mm. So what can we do? Have a bank of things available to you that make you feel good. You know, whether it is putting on your essential oils, whether it is having a podcast available to you, that you are a song that you can put on and it changes your physiology. It changes how your mind and body work together. You and know? things like having a really nice cup of coffee. Like yeah. I genuinely, I'm going to sound like a complete looper now. I genuinely get very excited about my first cup of coffee of the day. <gasps> me, Well, I'm the same with my tea because I'm, I mean, for those who know me, I don't know how I would be if I had a cup of coffee. <laughs> it might be up be to bouncing the... off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I might be up to the lunar module. But like I have my mom and dad here with me at the moment staying and um, we had to get the kids out the door to school as one does in the morning. And my youngest guy, ah, he just woke up and said, I'm not gone to school. And I said, okay, no problem. Ended up making him. I said, but if I make you French toast in bed, would you maybe, maybe I would do. So I did the French toast. And then my mom and dad said, what will we do? And I said, just, just be quiet for half an hour. I'm just going to have my cup of tea. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Pretend you're not here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't really care what you do. And I sat and I had my first cup of tea and it was amazing. Because that is my time that I allow my body and mind to slow down. So big caveat, what do you do if your kids aren't at school? Mm. How do you nourish your senses then? And you see, what you do then is you get very clever in your mind and you can kind of not split off in a way that's dangerous or difficult, but you can split off in terms of, yes, my children are there, but there's one part of me here that's going to really, really enjoy this. You know, all the mindfulness crew would say, you know, if you put your hand around something hot, the times that I didn't have time to drink a cup of tea, I'd nearly mm. just boil the kettle and put my hands around the kettle. Because if you can, <laughs> but you know, like if you can make your body feel warm, 
warmth is a huge gateway into feeling cared for and cared about and managing stress and managing overwhelm and all those things. So if you can do anything that helps slow you down. And I think as well, do you remember Ray Darcy used to be on Today FM? Mm -hmm. the radio in the morning I can't remember what his show was called but so many women would write in and say I'm just finishing my maternity leave I'm just finishing my maternity leave I've just loved being with you I've why because they felt really nourished that was the time that they that their brain went off and did something else Mm -hmm. so this is how you get back to feeling like you you tap into things throughout the day that make you feel like you so it's like you said about the podcast you could have your favorite podcast on in little headphones earbuds or whatever in your ears and still be in the room where your kids are playing or being or crawling around but your head is elsewhere just for 20 minutes or so yeah absolutely and i mean like i used to have playlists just just ready ready so that if i could feel a part of me was I don't know anything feeling overwhelmed stressed burned out sad upset not feeling like me for me music can really help me segue into something else it can really help me segue into like oh wow that really nourished me wow I can have a great memory listening to a song you know yeah so the same with things like a really good book if you've heard somebody recommend a good book even if you only get to read a couple of pages a day and maybe in, you know, paragraph increments <laughs> that, you, you know, it just takes you out of your head and out of your space for a little while and nourishes you. I think good food can do that as well. Mm. I think if you can, I've got a really nice, I don't eat beef, but I've made it for the family. There's a lovely beef stew in the slow cooker. And even as I was making it, even though I'm not going to eat it, it felt really nourishing for the family. Do you know, putting all the lovely yeah. ingredients into it that kind of thing I think is important too yeah absolutely and you know it's funny what you say about books in my email um, that goes out on like a Sunday I, I was writing it yesterday and today just thinking about oh and there's a bit in it that says what inspired me this week and you know when I was little well yeah when I was little but when the kids were little <laughs> when, when, yeah. I, when I was younger I should say I go to the library with the kids and honestly mm. I remember it being just the sweatiest thing ever I would have a bag full of kids clothes all the just in case stuff you know the kids would be there I'd be running around after them don't rip the book don't get sick on the book whatever one's in the toilet the other two don't are chew the book <laughs> yeah you know you know just the sweatiness and the busyness of like, yeah. oh my god we just need to get out of here and I would never get a book for me but it was probably exactly what I needed. And then I actually do remember one time I did go to the adult library and the kids, two of them just ran off. You know, it was just, I've only got two hands and I've got three kids and they ran off and there was this really angry man that gave out to me. And I just thought in my mind, I'm on my knees here. I'm on my knees trying to get a book. Please don't give out to me. But anywho. um, A shout out to the app Borrow Box. Yeah. You know the app Borrow Box? Yes. You have to be a member of your of the library to be able to have it, but you basically are borrowing books that you can have on your phone from the library. Yeah, and audio and audiobooks as well. Yeah, I can't listen to audiobooks. I don't know why. I can't. I can do podcasts. I can't do audiobooks. So funny. if you, if you can do audiobooks, then yeah, do yeah. it. And this stuff is free. Yeah, you know this stuff is free. And, and and even like I know for me, spoken word really helps calm me down. So I've always got an audiobook on the go, 
you know, and it helps me feel like me because I remember like I before I had the kids, I used to spend hours listening to audiobooks, hours and hours and hours. So I think it is possible to get those. It's possible to get those feelings back of feeling like you, but you will be doing totally different things with your life and with your time. Yeah. And I, I know lots of people say I, I can't even get a shower or I can't even get a bath or whatever. But I, I remember once I had the two, I did used to run myself a bath and I'd have the baby in the bouncy chair by the side of the bath and the toddler was busy doing whatever she was doing, as in, I don't know, Play-Doh or watching a cartoon. And I would have a bath yeah, because, you know, it was fine. Everyone was fine. The door was locked you know, we were okay. And it just meant I got 10 minutes to just sit and be and recover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so like that, it's like being realistic, you know, this stuff, it is possible. It is yeah, possible. It's not going to be candles on in the dark on your own for half an hour in the bath, like it used to be, but it is possible to get that nice feeling from a 10 minute bath with one child by your side. Yeah. And nowadays it's the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at me in the bath. <laughs> like, yeah. Weirdo cat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I said to the cat last night, you know, this takes away from the relaxing part with you just sat there looking at me. <laughs> and then everyone thought Steph was talking to her cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, and that's the thing, because I'm not sure when I, I think sometimes I did when the kids were little, uh, but I'm not sure how I could have put myself first more, you know, and, yeah. and, and I and I think for the parents who I meet who say to me things like, you know, I feel like I've lost myself. I feel like I can't find my feet. I feel like I can't ground myself. I say, I know and I know that feeling, but I want you to know it's possible. It's totally And it's possible. a lot of that about kind of getting out of your head. I, I remember that kind of panicky fight or flight survival feeling day on day. It's about kind of coming back into your body. Is that the kind of thing you would say? Yeah, I think so. But also, yes, but no. Yes, but with a caveat of, I see lots of stuff on social media that's like, if you feel like you're going to fall apart, just fall apart. You know, if you feel like you want to. And I think, well, yeah. But for some people, that's very dangerous, you know, yeah, and going into... When you've got little ones in the house. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also going into the body can be quite dangerous because that's where we hold our trauma. You know, okay. a lot of people, a lot of people breathing, mindful breathing is really dangerous because they do not need more awareness of what is going on inside their mind. Okay. But there's a huge movement out there to say, just, you know, mindfully breathe, go inwards when your thoughts come, just push them away and... That is incredibly dangerous for a lot of people, especially if you've suffered any any kind of sexual trauma yourself. I mean, the body holds the score. The body remembers everything. So sometimes going into the body, sometimes not going into the body. But the most important thing is figuring this stuff out, you know, and not being scared to... You don't have to do it alone. Sorry, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> is that if you're scared, don't do it alone, you know but be with someone who can help you safely figure out your path of calming down your fight or flight response. You know, for some people it's walking, for some people it's movement, it's tension release. It's not going inwards and breathing. It's like the opposite of that, you know, but everyone can find their language. And movement. I think movement is medicine really 
like even if you if you just say to yourself I'm just going to do a 10 minute walk yeah like I there's many many times I've said to myself I'll do 10 minutes of this workout or 10 minutes of this walk and if I don't enjoy it then I'll, I'll go on home or I'll stop doing it and I never stop at 10 minutes because those endorphins start kicking in so even though you know it makes you feel better and you know you can't do it like even if you stick on a YouTube yoga clip and say to yourself I'm going to do 10 minutes you're guaranteed to feel better that you have moved in some capacity yeah I think movement is so important it's so so important because you know in therapy we talk about things being stuck And when we get to a place of feeling stuck within ourselves, I mean, you know, therapy isn't right for everyone. Sometimes in those crisis moments, actually stopping and working through it isn't the right thing. We have to wait till the episode is finished, whatever we're going through, and then we can work through it. You know, we can't can't be broken in the moment. We can totally support ourselves in the moment to get through. And I do think that movement's a really important part of that. But with the caveat of not losing weight not I I know I mean I meet so many women that are like okay I need to get to the gym so I can lose the baby weight or I need to you know go to the gym to strengthen my pelvic floor which I mean these are all things that if they're important to you then that's obviously that's really important to you but moving because it feels good and it will help your head rather than moving to lose weight yeah so kind of gentle stretching I think always starting off with a nice gentle stretch on the floor is going to make you feel nicer and that's something you can do while baby's rolling around next to you or yeah toddlers climbing on you pulling your hair licking your face you know (laughs) well and you know you make a really good point because I get asked all the time how can I ground myself when the kids are there like I step outside to take a breath of fresh air alone and the kids are there and I can't and you see it's kind of like back to the practicing and I want to say be clever with your mind but I I don't mean it in that kind of way. I, I mean, kind of, well, it's possible to sit, to, to do the thing you want to do. I, I'll use breathing as, a, as an example. It's possible to do that thing and have your kids there and part of your mind being distracted, but part of your mind and part of your body enjoying that sense of tuning inwards, mm. you know, and it's possible. It's possible to do it all because that's the lucky, lucky thing is that we have this mind that can wander in a dangerous way, but it can also wander in a really helpful way. And if we, the more that we can tune into that part of ourselves, then the, the, the more we will feel like us. If you'd like the answers to help your child with their emotions or behaviours, or if you're ready to become the parent and person you'd like to be, then start your free seven-day trial in the Camp Parenting Club by going to my website, bethanoreardon.com. And we've talked before about those kind of little brain hacks, like if you do an audible sigh that Mm. your brain believes or hears or thinks, oh, we're okay now, we're safe now, we can relax now. Yeah. And the same, if you give yourself a hug or at least kind of hold your hands over your chest, you can feel yourself calming down because the, the body receives that as a hug as if it would be a hug from, you know, someone that you really want a hug from, you can give it to yourself and still get that same chemical release in your body. Yeah. Those things are really nice and important when you're struggling. Yeah. And and the stuff that we're talking about here, it might be that you feel great for a nanosecond after. 
It might be that you feel great for 10 minutes after, because I meet a lot of people say in the therapy room or in the camp parenting club who would say like, okay, I did the sign. I felt great then. And then two seconds later, I didn't. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's the way we work. Isn't it mad? Yeah. Isn't it tricky? So then it's not like you keep on sighing and you keep on sighing, <laughs> you know, but it's that you keep on doing it so that your brain, the fight or flight part knows that it's okay to quieten. It's okay. And it's also okay to reach out and ask for help. Yeah. Because I, I think we have a massive block as women of reaching out to our partners, our friends, our parents, whoever we can saying, actually, I'm really struggling and I need, I need a hand here. Yeah. And also, I mean, I know this isn't possible for everybody, but being as direct as you can be about what help looks like. Okay. You know, it might be that you ask someone, right, I'm coming over for a meal on Sunday. I don't care what you cook. You can put a frozen pizza in the oven, but I'm coming over so I don't have to think about it. Yeah. You know, being really, really as precise as you can be. I need you to come over and I need you to put on a load of washing for me or I need you to take my clothes away. I had a friend once and she said, will you take all my clothes away and wash them and bring them back? I said, I will. Great. Yeah. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah. You know, or will you mind these two while I go go to bed for half an hour? I'm on my knees with tiredness. Yeah, but be specific as you be as specific as you can. Cuz some people flap and they don't know how to help and nobody that I know of yet can read minds. So they don't know what you mean. They don't know what you need. You know, but getting a child minder so you can getting someone to mind your child, sorry, so you can go and do something. Mm -hmm. You know. It's huge. And and the same with your partner. You know, they're not mind reading either. I know I was hugely guilty in the early days of, you know, he'd arrive in and I'd already have that head on me of, well, it's grand for you, isn't it? You've been socialising with adults for the last 10 hours. I've been up to my eyes in poop. Yeah. You know, whatever. But it wasn't his fault and he didn't know what was going on. It's not like I walked in and said... It's not like he walked in and I was honest and said, look, it's been a really tough day. Would you mind if I just go and sat upstairs for half an hour on my own, which is actually what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a simple solution, isn't it? Or I think another thing is as well. I remember I asked someone once, you know, how do you unwind? And they said, well, I go on my phone. And I mean, I love when the kids go to bed, so I have like a little half hour scroll and I just look at all kinds of tat. And I mean, like I was watching cats being massaged the other day, you know, <laughs> just to really explain the level of tat. But I flip it. I loved it. I love cats, you know, and I had, <laughs> I had a great old time, but I'm not sure it's what I would have needed if I was totally stressed out of my head. You know, I would have needed because would that have fed into the fight and flight mode, the scrolling and the pictures and the loudness and the music and the it probably would have done. Mm. So I think being realistic then as to what you do in that half hour, you know, how do you actually help yourself unwind? And actually, I notice with myself a lot, noise overwhelms me. And I don't think I realized that till very, very late in the game. So actually now, instead of having the radio on in the car, I'll often just turn it off. Yeah. when I'm on my own in the car and just have quiet and it's amazing how much your brain goes ah thank you <laughs> yeah it's funny I can't have music on the last 10 minutes before we leave for school in the morning I can't have the radio or music on because I just can't concentrate it's like too much of a distraction it's like the noise in my mind it's too much yeah so I think the answer to the 
parents question is you know I feel like I'm losing myself is well quieten down the noise quieten down the noise in your life and try to do a tiny thing that makes you feel like you whether it's a song whether it's your stretching whether it's you know like whatever it is whether it's reading something whatever it is if there's something that makes you feel good and enjoy that moment focus on that moment because the rest is there but focus on that and it'll help balance things out in the mind and to even write them all down have a little book full of these little tiny things that you can do at various points of the day so that you know when you are on your knees with tiredness that you can kind of look in the book and go oh yeah I could do that yeah I can stick in the headphones and listen to a podcast like this one (laughs) yes like ours yeah absolutely Steph perfect okay we will see you next week see you next week guys bye Kinderama is a multi-activity program for younger kids. It's full of music, imaginative play, adventures, ball skills, dance, drama, and all for the under sixes. We have an online program at kinderama.com. And if you use the discount code mummind20, you can have 20% off an annual membership. 